2: Yesterday, the stock market got a $500 billion plus boost from the lack of details, but the idea that Donald Trump and President Xi from China had said, okay, we're not going to do any more new tariffs. We're not going to put any, nothing's going to be imposed for 90 days. Then everything got kind of confused. Does that mean, does that mean? that it goes into effect in March because it starts in November. Does that mean it goes into effect 90 days into the year? Some of the details got kind of pitched out the window. And we kind of just went with it. So the devil's always in the details. Now we have to figure out what can we negotiate in 90 days. It's not always that easy, right? Ah. a lot of people, when you get divorced or separated, you get six months off. Sometimes it's a year, because it takes time to get those details settled. And China's a big one. It typically takes about 18 months for a trade deal to be hammered out, if you look at the last NA- or this NAFTA. So you hear about Congress is delivering a book with 25,000 pages of new tax code, and you're like, okay, yeah, the devil is in the details, isn't it? So yesterday, the market giveth on China, and you ask today, the market taketh away. I know. Thank you, William Shakespeare, for helping me out with this. Um, wow, the whole cream hunt thing. Um, throwing that out there. It's Uh, the NFL talking about, like, stand for the national anthem, but we're going to hide details on a man beating a woman, hitting her, pushing her, shoving her. I don't know. I just very, very hypocritical, 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 800-516-1220 each calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Uh, the market was up big yesterday. I said, don't get too excited because the devil's always in the details. Today, the market's saying the devil's in the details. Now, tomorrow, you know, Trump has said things like, we got the details of the, the car tariffs worked out. And Trump's advisor's like, wait, 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 what? Keep you mind telling us before you say things like that? So the market's down triple digits today. There's not a lot out there. Um, as far as driving the stories, other than, again, China on, China off. He loves me, he loves me not. So we start going back to other little stories. Like, Kroger's going to start selling chicken inside Walgreens. Huh. Okay. Kroger, big grocery store. Walgreens, big, uh, not grocery store. Uh, Drug retail, I guess is what you want to say, it, where you go pick up your pharmaceuticals. And sometimes your makeup. And sometimes your Christmas candy, Easter candy, what have you. So, Kroger's gonna start selling chicken inside Walgreens. That doesn't have quite the shakeup of Amazon on Whole Foods, does it? But Kroger's deal announced uh, yesterday to sell food inside drugstore Walgreens. It's a 135 year old grocery store. It's gonna, you know, it hawks 2,300 products in 13 Walgreens stores in Kentucky by early next year. So, kind of an experiment, kind of a, you know, what will CVS Health do to respond to this? What will Amazon do to respond to this? When will Amazon make a bigger push into pharmaceutical delivery? Discount retailer Target in 2017 took a reported $75 million stake in online mattress company Casper. you are like, oh, that's interesting. Like Target is selling mattresses online? with online purchases of bedding on the rise thanks to companies like Casper target hoped that they could hop on the opportunity to get involved casper mattresses you know can now be found in a lot of target stores so interesting partnerships that we yield right macy's and jc penny joining forces to test a cosmetic store concept cole's now handles amazon's returns at more than 100 of its 1100 stores Holes has explained that inviting Amazon into its stores isn't a bad idea because it brings traffic in. It's not like that, that app that Burger King says if you go to McDonald's and order a Whopper, we'll give it to you for a penny. So you basically have to commit to walking into a. And that one just sounds like a bad idea to me. Because you're going to be looking at the McDonald's menu and you're going to go, ooh, I can get 20 nuggets for $5. Hmm. What a deal. So maybe your $5 or your one penny whopper ain't worth the trip to McDonald's to make a trip to Burger King. It just seems confusing to me. It just seems confusing to me. The bond market's yelling, recession's coming next year. There's a big inversion going on that investors are selling short-dated bonds faster than their long-dated counterparts. That causes, ultimately, because bond prices fall as yields rise. So the bond market is, is... quite definitive whereas the stock market on a day-by-day basis kind of rolls around 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air anything that you want to talk about we can talk about we can talk about the burger king app. Yeah. we can talk about a big dog food recall because it has toxic levels of vitamins um man puppies are the best aren't they I was walking a puppy the other day, and uh, wow, let's just say the amount of people that stop and stare at puppies. Uh, interesting. So, like, maybe we could have a puppy rental service for people. 800 516 1220 each calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. A lot of Americans want to retire, and they think the number is $630,000 should be enough to retire on. Some people say it's a million, some people say it's five million. Let's just say I don't hear a lot of professionals saying it's $630,000. So do you have enough for retirement or not? What do you think? I think managing money is pretty hard. Uh, But you see it very emotional. So it helps if you don't have a lot of emotions. Uh, If you get where I'm going at with that. And that's one of the reasons that using a financial planning company sometimes works because they take the emotion out of it and they turn it into a process. So check out newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. they have got a lot of downloadables at the website. We're working on revamping even more and even better ones and longer ones. But check out newfocusfinancial.com. There's one on the 25 quotes of Warren Buffett. I think that's a good place to start if you're wanting to learn what you are as an investor. Doesn't mean that you're going to hit the home run every single time, but it's not a bad idea. Apple's resorting to promo deals, trade-ins, to try to boost their iPhone sales. And some people, say just come out with a cheaper iPhone. And Apple's resisting that. Apple's experimenting with iPhone marketing strategies that rarely uses discounts. So, Apple has embarked on a series of aggressive trade-in offers that have temporarily reduced the cost of some of its latest iPhones, which is a rare step. So, like, for instance... Uh, on top of their website, the iPhone XR is four hundred forty-nine dollars, three hundred dollars less than the sticker price. That is, if you turn in an iPhone Seven Plus, which was a high-end handset from two years ago. So, Apple's lost about a fifth of its market value since October, cutting a trillion-dollar market cap down to eight hundred plus billion. Today, Serious Logics is out there saying, uh, "We make a lot of semiconductors that go in smartphones, and we're going to have a worse quarter than expected." So I'm going through a phase right now on Netflix of watching the worst holiday movies of all time. I think I have a suggestion for you. Santa Claus. It's Claus with a -A C-L-A-W-S. And three cats get Santa highly allergic and take over his sled.
0: Gentlemen, we've begun the initial descent, and now it's time to pull up on the wheel.
1: financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Hello, hello. I'm
2: Rob Black talking money investing in more. Wow. Tumblr is going to ban all adult content from its site. Whoa. Tumblr was sold many years ago to Yahoo. and There was some... It's kind of a lot of blogs yeah. and stuff like that. But there would be a lot of scantily clad women in the Tumblr articles. Um, and they're removing it. So there's going to be no more illustrations of sex acts. Animated GIFs of sex acts. Videos or photos. No more pictures of genitalia. And sadly, Wall Street's looking at it as... That's a loss for Verizon, having paid Yahoo, having paid so much money for Tumblr. I mean, Tumblr was one of those companies that sold probably at the exact right time and probably got the most amount of money. And Yahoo, Marissa Mayer, probably made the worst deal ever. I can't say that, but it's way up there. Yahoo acquired Tumblr for about $1.1 billion. And uh, Marissa Mayer had to write down charges. We haven't said Marissa Mayer in a while, huh? Huh? So, anyway, um, I would I guess love to be running Yahoo. Thing.
3: We have a three year strategic plan. I can see how it will work and how we can actually get to the successful turnaround of, of Yahoo.
2: That didn't happen. So, sometimes these uh, gurus, fix it, uh, high profile executives don't work exactly the way you thought they would. Nothing against her effort, nothing against her yeoman's work. But was Yahoo even savable? Yahoo was so much a part of Internet 1.0, right? It was kind of a come to our portal. Do you remember talking about them as portals? And there was a big portal battle. And who can aggregate links better to other sites? So you start at Yahoo and go to other sites. And, you know, they tried to keep up with the times. And it was just... It was meant to change, and again, that brings up begs the question of: Has Apple peaked? Are we now going to cheaper phones? Are we now, you know, cutting services? Or now what is it? Are we all just playing Fortnite and not going to uh, our iPhones as much anymore? I don't know. I don't have your answers, but that's a trend, right? Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Get your calls on the air. A little Fortnite. Got to have some uh, Llama Bell. New Season 7 coming out I guess on Wednesday or Thursday. And uh, yeah, it won't be quite like Red Dead Redemption 2 where people stay at home and you know, don't go to work. But there'll be some eyeballs checking out to see what the new map looks like. That's for sure. Toll Brothers stock is diving today after disappointing guidance. Interesting. Now, the CEO of Toll House is blaming none other than the media, saying the housing market slowdown is because people in the media are talking about it. New home sales have declined for 11 straight months. New home sales work very much so with existing homes, and I own a lot of real estate, and I can tell you, I feel like some of it has peaked. Will it go to a valley? Probably. And then will it, you know, find another peak down the road if I did a good job in selecting location, location, location? I personally look at real estate on the peninsula to be ludicrous, Um, you know, for the 20 miles, maybe 15-mile circle around Palo Alto compared to other 15-mile circles in the United States and what they offer. But it is what it is. Toll Brothers' stock fell sharply today after the luxury home builder gave weaker-than-expected guidance for the first quarter pointing out to reports about a souring housing market as the cause of the slowdown. So the CEO says, well-publicized reports of a housing slowdown. Now again, do you feel it? Are you ready to sell, or are you just going to ride it on out, batten down the hatches? Sales of newly built homes fell with 12% from a year earlier. The decline in new home sales stems from weakened affordability with higher mortgage rates. There's a sign of crack. Not crack cocaine, but a crack in the housing market. Real estate brokers are saying that offers for homes have thinned down and people aren't bidding up. Sometimes they're asking for some concessions. First quarter guidance from Toll Brothers was weaker than expected with a delivery range that was markedly below expectations. So will this time be different? Lawrence Yoon, chief economist for National Association of Realtors, said in November that this time interest rates are not going down. In fact, they're probably going to increase even further. So, next move for the housing market, if rates continue to go higher, as Lawrence Young, who is the Chief Economist of the National Association of Realtors, implied, because interest rates are not going down. In fact, they're probably going to increase even further. That's going to put more of a strain on buying a home. The Federal Reserve signaled recently... A reduction of money being put into the economy, leading to a surge in mortgage rates. Home sales recovered when mortgage rates fell back in 2008. So, and again, I've got some of the lowest cost mortgages that I could dream of. So That's interesting to know, right? Bond markets saying, "Eh, eh, eh, eh." there's going to be a recession next year. Now, what's interesting to note about that is recessions didn't last 12 to 18 months, right? That would put us square back into the election season. George H.W. Bush, who passed away and the stock market's going to be closed tomorrow. I'm not sure if I'm working. It's tough for me to do a show without the stock market, right? Maybe I'll do like a best of. But, um... You know, you drop me an email. Tell me what you want me to talk about. And I'll talk about it. You want me to do a show of me singing? I could do that. Um, But... The stock market kind of pulled back. Um, The Iraq War war that George H.W. Bush, who just passed away, was involved in, not his son, it kind of caused a surge in his popularity. But then the economy kind of started going south. And George H.W. Bush said, no new taxes. Then he threw in some new taxes. Read my lips. No new taxes. Taxes. And then he, he, he raises taxes, and he didn't get reelected. Sometimes Americans vote with their pocketbook. Very rarely does the uh, the president who has the concepts of the people nailed and, and figured out, do they win? Sometimes it's the economy. Sometimes it's the stock market. People vote with their pocketbooks. When unemployment's low, we're like, woo I don't really want to mess up the apple cart. And I know you're saying, Rob, I've never even seen an apple cart. What's this apple cart you keep talking about? Good question. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't be shy. Find me online at RobBlackShow.com.
1: You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. Comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at RobBlack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
0: KDOW. Bringing a little
2: Patrick O'Hare kicking off December, so to speak, his first appearance of 2018 in December. Pushing towards the end of the year. How are you, Mr. O'Hare?
3: Good morning, Rob. Doing okay, thanks.
2: Another great year with Briefing dot com, explaining things clearly and concisely through your page one article. Thanks for everything you do. Um, as we push towards the end of the year, Santa Claus rally or no Santa Claus rally?
3: Yeah, it's, well, it's it's a uh, <laughs> not to uh, waffle on you here, but I mean, it really does right. seem like a fifty fifty proposition because I think that you you know investors have. Are going to need to get acclimated here to markets that are are kind of have a roller coaster feel to them, right? Where you've got you know a really good session, you know, one day followed by a not so great session today, which is kind of what we're seeing you know unfold in the early portion of this week. But you know, that's really driven here by you know this uh, this reality that uh, there's a great deal of uncertainty that still is out there uh, that relates to the trade issue, notwithstanding what we saw coming out of Buenos Aires. And uh, you know, by the same token, there's also a great deal of uncertainty uh, about you know what the Fed's course of action is likely to be, um, although I think the market is starting to get some inkling that uh, the Fed may not be as aggressive as it was uh, previously feared to be. And I think um, you're know, starting to see some of that signaling uh, ring true in, uh, in the performance of the Treasury market.
2: Now, from reading your page one article, we obviously have the trade war, the G2 summit between President Xi and President Trump of uh, the United States and China trying to—that's obviously a big precedent issue. But you've been bringing up the bond market a little bit more too. And um, the bond market—you and I talked a couple weeks ago. It, it's a pretty smart market in the now. It seems to be signaling a recession coming. Do you? Do you? Are you standing with that? Do you, do you feel it's a good indicator? Is it something we should be aware of? Is it? Yeah, do you want to get on a horse and be Paul Revere and tell everyone a recession is coming? A recession is coming, or are you playing it cool?
3: You know, I'm not at the point where we're just like saying that a recession's coming, but I think that you do have to respect the fact that if nothing else, the Treasury market does seem to be signaling that you've got a period of slower growth ahead. Um, And that does kind of jive with what is the prevailing expectation among economists here is that when you see the fading impact of the fiscal stimulus from 2018 uh, in 2019, uh, pitted against uh, an environment where interest rates are higher than they were uh, certainly at the start of this year, and then uh, by the same token, you've got uh, foreign economies uh, seeing a deceleration in their growth patterns, and so so it's it's very likely that you are going to see a slower period of growth in 2019. Does that mean you're going to see a recession? in the United States you know I really I really don't know but I think that you can read some of the tea leaves, uh in the performance of uh, of the economic sectors within the stock market uh, that would suggest and had suggested several months ago that we were likely to see some slower growth because even, uh, you know, when things just kind of started to get going in terms of the sell-off, you had still seen some pretty, you know, relatively weak showings from uh, sectors that you would expect to do well in, a, in, in an environment that was being talked about as a great growth environment for the U.S. economy. And so you saw auto stocks roll over. You saw home builder stocks roll over. You saw semiconductor stocks roll over, right? And, um, you know, we, we addressed that you know, that you kind of had to respect that messaging because it was wholly inconsistent with what the narrative of the day was, which was to suggest that, you know, uh, the U.S. economy is immune from all of these foreign issues and is going to continue to grow at a blockbuster rate. And, uh, you know, and and what you're seeing now corroborated in the Treasury market would uh, seem to validate uh, some of those concerns we had a few months ago.
2: So a lot going on as far as headlines go. We're moving I guess, into the retail season, the holiday season and, you know, dollars and cents uh, and earnings. And from what I'm hearing, we're spending the consumers healthy. I saw Wells Fargo CEO come out either yesterday or this morning and say the consumer's doing good. How much of this, in your opinion, do we kind of say, well, as consumers doing good and reta- um, employment's good, do we really send up the red flags about housing? Do we really send up the red flags about inflation? Do we really send up the red flags about recession?
3: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the consumer the consumer is doing okay, right? Um, okay. consumer spending growth is, is has been pretty solid of late. Uh um but you know, in terms of the read through, uh when you say for instance you hear out uh, of the CEO from Toll Brothers, uh, the luxury home builder uh today, you know, talking about how they, you know, saw um, you know, market demand soften in, in it's in its fiscal fourth quarter and continue to soften in in November. So uh, Okay you know so in terms of like these you know big ticket purchases uh you know rising interest rates do matter and you 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 saw that even yesterday in terms of some of the auto sales that came came you know came out and the reports about you know why there's been a moderation in auto sales it has a large largely to do with the fact that you still have some elevated ticket prices combined with higher interest rates um that are making it less affordable to you know to buy some expensive cars and i think the same you know Formula holds true certainly in the housing market, and you've seen that through a number of reports now. Whether you're talking about existing home sales, new home sales, and even housing starts, right, that are all pointing to a softening in activity that you have to then trace back to reservations on the part of of the consumer of those products. And so, while uh, while there seems to be a, a foundation here for for decent level of consumer spending, and the fact that you have more people employed uh, than you did a year ago, uh, and you have more people earning a little bit more money than they did a year ago, that's a good thing, you know, and it probably benefits some of those items, you know, some of the more disc- uh, less expensive discretionary categories like dining out or clothing, things like that, but when you get into big ticket purchase items, uh, these rising interest rates do matter, and you're starting to see that show up in the data.
2: of interesting on some of these things that you and i talk about you know uh, confidence and such and how it ties into big ticket items last year i bought something really big ticket this year not so much um and i don't think a lot has changed but maybe the headlines are spooking me a little bit more and i'm kind of like i don't really need that new furniture I'll, i'll write out my old furniture so some of the things that you say do translate and i'm just telling you it's in a very human way it kind of makes me smile that i am that easy to predict um what are you? What are you working on at this point in time that we should be thinking about? Is it? Should we be thinking about two thousand nineteen? Just maxing out our four hundred and one k. What advice are you giving to the, the people?
3: Right. Well, you know, we've kind of maintained a fairly conservative outlook throughout 2018. You know, even at the start of the year when we, we basically made the point going into 2018 that, you know, you had the potential to have another good year in the equity market, but things had to really line up in a very perfect fashion as it related to earnings growth and interest rates and inflation rates. And, you know, earnings growth certainly lined up and then some, right? So great earnings growth throughout this year. Interest rates, however, became a, uh, became a headwind. Um, they started to increase, um, you know, pretty noticeably, certainly at the short end. Uh, but but you saw longer data rates also pick up as well. But and, and then of course you had the Fed uh, raising its policy rate, and so that became a it became a headwind. And you know, inflation rates have been pretty pretty stable. You know, starting to pick up a little bit. But but all in all, um, you know what the market is running into as we look into 2019 and what I think you know, listeners need to uh, account for is just really uh, you're going to run into difficult comparisons um, and that's going to be a, a headwind of sorts for the equity market. Um, you know, Granted, we're entering 2019 at a somewhat lower valuation than when we entered 2018, but you're also battling against higher interest rates as well. So the ability to kind of expand the market multiple will be more challenged in 2019 and so probably going to be one of those periods where stock selection will be key, and it might be a little, uh, uh, I don't know, a little disappointing in terms of what uh, return prospects look like at the index level. It's not to say they're going to be negative, it's just maybe perhaps a lot more um, smaller than what uh, investors have grown accustomed to seeing in recent years.
2: Is there anything else as we wrap up the segment that you want to throw out there for investors and readers of briefing.com to be chewing on as far as nugget? Uh, Any sectors, any ideas, any thoughts you want to throw out?
3: Well, you know, we've got an important uh, piece of economic data coming in on Friday in the form of the employment situation report for November, and it's interesting that you've got this yield curve flattening taking place right now, and, and while there's also concerns that you see some pent-up wage pressures that could be starting to come to the fore. So, you know, we'll be watching that average hourly earnings figure and what it does on a year-over-year basis and how it might impact some of the directionality in the Treasury market right now because clearly the pain trade in the Treasury market is, uh, is seeing long. Uh, longer data yields move lower. Uh, a lot of people were positioned for them to move higher. So uh, so if we get a, um, you know, a soft number here on the average hourly earnings number, you could see a further drop in long-term yields driven by short covering activity.
2: Thanks very much. We'll probably talk a couple more times this year. As always, thanks for the work that you do, and briefing.com does an excellent job of presenting data in a non-biased way. In my opinion, it's briefing.com. I start my day every day with Patrick O'Hare's article, the big picture, uh, not the big picture. That's the end of the week. But page one is the five-day-a-week one. And when he's gone, I miss it. So when he takes vacation, it's, uh, it's still published. It's just not with his his uh, zazziness, uh, the pow wow, hope and fear, the common messages that we can kind of get behind and see things as they they should be seen on Wall Street. I think Wall Street's damn entertaining, and people that could put it in, in entertaining ways and digestible ways is fantastic. I hope that I've, you know, motivated some people to start a four hundred one k. I know that I have. I know that you know retirement's not going to be what you think it is. A lot of people think you need six hundred thirty one thousand dollars to retire. You're going to need somewhere between one and five million per person, in my opinion, depending on how old you are, and how much you earned in your life, and how much you saved outside of that four hundred one k if you had a house that's paid for are you comfortable with that lots of questions i'm rob black talking all things financial money investing and more you can find me online at robblackshow.com it's robblackshow you can find patrick o'hare at briefing.com that's briefing.com take a break be right back
1: online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM
2: 1220 KDOW. I'm
0: Rob really
2: Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. One of the things I like about my job is it's a lot of speculation and stuff you can... You know, I I say things like I believe in capitalism, and I do. Um, I don't mind market pullbacks. I don't mind buying things at lower prices. I still want to accumulate assets in my life until the point that I want to start distributing them. Hasn't happened yet. So you look at the calendar year, and you look at next year, and you start saying, what could happen? Amazon bought Whole Foods, and that was a deal that shook up the world. There was one analyst who saw it coming, who made a prediction, put it on paper, and he was right. Now you can take a look at things like Tesla and go, okay, they got some cars out there, and Elon Musk has shown that he can make a a kick butt car. What's next for Tesla? Maybe they get acquired. You know, the magic is there for sure. They've got a product that people clamor about. The cost of doing business is also a bit of a eh. So will Apple ever step up and buy Tesla as Apple says, we're not going to tell people how many more phones we're making. Well, maybe Apple strike a deal to buy the Tesla entertainment system and be put in charge of that. I don't know. But people like to speculate. And Apple has $237 billion in cash and their ecosystem can't just be phones. Well, again, but they don't sell enough Macs to, to light a fuse on people and go, ooh, their AirPods... They're a popular product, but they need a refresh. So their watch, number one watchmaker in the world. How are they going to get into Tesla's? It's a it's a pretty interesting angle because Elon Musk has wild dreams and Apple's got tons of cash. And sometimes like you can see those things working out like a, a 85-year-old billionaire man. He's got tons of cash and you get Anna Nicole Smith who wants to go out and spend a lot of money and live well. So... Marries a man 60 years older than him gives him a lot of bacon. His kids get written out of the will. A lot of stuff go on, right? So what will the merge and acquisition be? Will Apple decide to wed Tesla? Netflix has a lot of corporate debt, and Netflix isn't a problem. GE is a problem, and GE's got a lot of corporate debt, and GE's got pensions that they've promised people. Some people think GE might end up filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, and when they do, that'll tighten all of the credit markets for all corporations as banks start to say, let's reassess what we think is risky. And maybe that hits Netflix, and they're borrowing. 2019, will certainly see things like President Trump do something, like fire someone. Who's it going to be? Is it going to be his chief of staff? Is it going to be Fed chief chairman, Jerome Powell?
0: You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. fired.
2: Maybe he'll fire me. Wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Um, Philip Morris, they need to make a move. Smoking is in decline worldwide, except for in emerging markets. Altria is... Philip Morris, they're talking to marijuana producer Kronos about an investment. CVS Healthcare and their acquisition of Aetna. A lot of stories for 2019, right? How will France yield to the Yellow Vests? Will they back down on fuel costs? What will the 2019 Robert Mueller investigation of Trump yield? It's going to be an utter shame of a mess, if you miss out on this one. Now, I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. I grew up in a time where his movies were memorable, right? Um, he says he wishes he could travel back in time to, like, the cyborg he played in Terminator. I'll be And back. stop fossil fuels from being used. <laughs> I love it when an actor kind of starts to go crazy and thinks he really is the Terminator. I'm going to go back in time and in Fossil Fuels. Of course. I'm a Terminator. I- Terminator was a movie, man. The Terminator, when it came out, I remember looking at the screen going, wow. So Schwarzenegger's out there saying the biggest evil is fossil fuels. It's coal, it's gasoline, it's natural gas. He also insisted the United States was still in an international accord to curb global warming despite President Trump's decision to walk away from the agreement, calling Trump uh, a mashuga, which is Yiddish for crazy. For banning the accord, Schwarzenegger said in 2015, agreement has widespread support at the local and state levels, even the federal government's not on board. So he wants to go back as the Terminator and stop fossil fuels. Don't you really kind of want to see Schwarzenegger, like 85 years old with dementia, yelling at the nurses, going, I am a Terminator, I need to go, I must go. You know, maybe when I'm 85, 90 years old, I'll lose my mind and I'll start talking about, you know, I got to go back in time and invest in Apple. Or I got to go back in time and sell AOL when they merged with Time Warner. What mistakes would you go back and fix? He's going to fix fossil fuels. Speak of AOL. The company is going to pay New York a nearly $5 million fine after the state accused the online company of selling ads that targeted children. You've Who would have known? Who would have known that the company is still relevant in any way, shape, or form? The parent is called Oath agreed to pay the settlement after violating the Federal Children's Online Privacy Protection Act. And it's the biggest fine ever under the Children's Online Protection Privacy Act. So, websites being directed towards children. Yeah, I get it. So, anyway, AOL's still in the news. Who would have known? 800-516-1220. I've got a lot of great downloadables at Rob... Uh, not at Rob Black Show, but at NewFocusFinancial.com. It's NewFocusFinancial.com. Um, i got a newsletter you can sign up for at show.com It's show.com You can get the podcast of the show. Either mine or CFP, Chad Burton's at NewFocusFinancial.com. Find me online at Show.com. We'll talk about money and investing and more in future episodes. The Amazon credit card, 5% back. I like that, good credit card, no annual fee, just pay off your balance every month and use those rewards because they decline in value versus inflation. Find me online at roblackshow.com.
1: You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220
0: KDOW. And you'll
2: keep on